I'm Matt Weston this evening. I'm joined by the sleeves to my cutoff Big Dog brand t-shirt. How are you doing tonight, Taylor? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. So whatever happened to those sleeves, by the way? Uh, I cut them off. You cut them off? Where are they? You have them. You're oh. the sleeves. <laughs> You're the sleeves of this shirt. I wish you would have made like a hat out of them for me or something. I feel like that would look a little Instead cheap. of just handing me sleeves. I don't even yeah. know what anybody does with that. Oh, remember like in uh, elementary like school with the the book, the textbook covers? People wear them like hats. That was fun. <laughs> Who did remember that? That? No. that was a funny joke. What do you mean it was a funny joke? Who did that? A lot of kids did it. was Nobody really did funny. that. Yeah, because they would sell those book covers for like $5. I know what you're talking about. It was a stretchy book yeah, cover yeah. that would then protect you. And you wear them like a hat. By the way, I never got those. Yeah, Instead, I didn't Instead, I would get the paper ones that they would supply from the school where you would just try to put them on the and book it like sucked. it was an arts and craft project. It sucked. And it would never work out. Yeah, it sucked. By the way, so many wieners, even at a young age, in a textbook. Of course. Blows my mind. God bless America. <laughs> yeah, whenever you think there's something wrong in this country, at least we still have wieners in our textbooks. <laughs> exactly. Sixth grade and up. Yeah, I mean, it's still like 65 degrees, so it's not fully... Uh, I'm I'm aware they cut off shirts as long as I can, before it gets too cold. Be able to do so. You keep going strong. I'm not supporting you, but you keep going. Yeah, I will. Yes, I, will. I believe it. Uh, so speaking of staying strong, the Philadelphia Eagles are the opposite of that. They need to be punished. I'm so you tired of watching them. I, I won twenty dollars because I knew they were going to lose. That's good, Matt. The moment you saw them against the Cowboys is the moment you should have realized what they were. Carson Wentz is awful. Philly should be concerned. This is actually a big freaking deal because he is not getting better. You know, he does a lot of, he claps, he goes, ah, oh, man. Well, <laughs> he does that a lot. But is he even like a team? Who is he working with? What is he even doing to try to get better? I, I mean, through a Jalen Rager or some. Was it? Uh, I won $20 because I was watching the game with an actual Philly fan, and he he just said that Wentz is staying in the pocket more because that is what they are teaching him to do. And because every time he leaves the pocket, he throws an interception. Yeah, but every time he stays in the pocket, it's, again, like what I said last week about it being Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. He's just standing there, and just somebody's hitting him every time. He's so awful to watch. Yeah, he's just... Danny Dimes, baby. <sighs> he is so much better. He's, he's their best running back. Yeah, he's And they actually threw the ball downfield that game. It's like, oh, I'm glad, Jason Garrett... It took you 10 weeks to actually get him down the field throwing the sideline passes. Yeah, I know. He had those back-to-back throws to um, to Slade and then Golden Tate. Beautiful. That was beautiful. So all this just shows if you're a wide receiver in the NFL, you just need your wife to complain about the quarterback, and then you'll get the Perfect. ball. That's all it is. Exactly. The moment it happens, guess what? You get the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That's a lot of power you have. You have a wife. Be like, hey, just go complain about that for me. Hey, sweetie. There's no salt on these French fries. Sweetie, there's no salt on these French fries. By the way, I do that, though. So I'm not even going to. I'll take care of this right now. Yeah, I'm going to be like, hey, seriously, this bill is this high. Can you call them? Yeah, there we (laughs) go. Uh, I don't. Also, the other thing is I don't like Antonio Brown at all. 
he really gives me like even watching on my computer at all really gives me a weird feeling. Gives he's you a, a Joker vibe. He's a psychopath. I told you. He really doesn't look right. No. And like he just has like there's nothing behind his eyes. It's like a doll's eyes. And the thing is, I, the only one that is supporting Antonio Brown it's at Tom this Brady. point is Tom Brady. I don't know why. I don't think anybody else is even saying, "Come on, Antonio, we support it. Come on, we're gonna do great for you." No. Even Arians is like, "Man, the moment he slips up, I swear <laughs> to God." So the only one who is on board with this because he's living with him is Tom. Yeah. What is? What is Tampa they, Bay doing? Maybe they maybe they go to a secret island together that nobody needs to know about. You Would know? you let him around your kids? No. Like, what is this? If somebody was like, hey, Antonio Brown's, like, giving autographs or you can <laughs> talk to Antonio I'm okay. I'm cool. I don't want to. I don't want to be around that Like guy. Even, like, me watching on my computer 3,000 miles away from is like, I don't want that man near me. He's just weird. He's even too close to me right now. Yeah, there's just something empty about him. It's very sad. Um, We were talking about last weekend. It was funny because him burning his feet off in that cryotherapy thing Mm -hmm. was the most normal thing he did last summer. That was the most out of everything he did. That was the most normal thing. Yeah, because you can honestly just say, "Oh, he just made a simple mistake." This, this, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But everything that followed after. Didn't make sense. He threatened to retire because of the helmet change. He threw something at Mike Mayock and called him a cracker. But didn't he get the helmet that he wanted? I can't remember. I thought he did. Um, And then he was released. Then all the rape allegations came out. And then New England released him. And then he retired from the NFL five different the times. The hotel people also came after him with their lawsuits because yeah, he yeah, had they, the money. Yeah. Yeah. And then he tried to film a music video where he was playing guitar in like his the middle of his room. I want to see that. It was very sad. <laughs> oh, you watched? Yeah, I mean, like it was a Twitter clip. Like this watched is at very 3 sad. I bet. Uh, no, no, no. Nothing. <laughs> I go to bed too early for that now. And then after all that, here he is back with Tom Brady again. You know Unbelievable. I, you know how I know he was hitting on me because he liked my photo at 3 a.m. Oh, oh, true. yeah. If it, don't ever like him by his photos at all. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> just don't do it. That stuff stays forever, yeah, too. Yeah, just scroll by. You don't even want to look at it because guess what? The moment you like it, you're crossing <laughs> a line. I remember in high school, I liked a photo. And it was like right when I first got Facebook and didn't think anything of it at all. And then it was like a year and a half later, somebody was looking. we were looking at pictures like, you like this photo. <laughs> and I just wanted to cry. I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. Was it a good photo? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. But I didn't understand. Your like is still there. I I think, well, I don't have Facebook anymore, so maybe not. Oh, I don't even. Nah, stuff doesn't I, stay I go on every now and then. It's my only source. I don't like anything else. I don't trust anything else. I trust the book. That's good. The, bu- <laughs> the book of uh, the Old Testament. Yes. That's the book you trust. So who's your least favorite team to watch this year? Least favorite team. This one is pretty. It's not okay. It's not too bad. This no, this is actually pretty difficult for me. Because I was gonna say New England, yeah, but then New England became fun with Jacoby Myers. Mm-hmm. So now I'm very conflicted. It could be maybe Cleveland, but now <sighs> that they have Chubby back, yeah, I'm more excited. I would say the worst team to watch is probably Dallas. 
Okay. Out of overall the entire season, Dallas has probably been the worst team because Jets are trying to lose. They made that phone call. And they're kind of fun in the same way. They are trying to blow. It's weird what Jets are doing. They're just trying to get Terrence, whatever, Lawrence, whatever his name is. But either way, Cowboys, they've been the worst to watch. Yeah, it makes because even when they were supposed to be good, they were stupid. And they were, like, disappointing. And now it's like, oh, yeah, Danucci. And now Garrett Gilbert. And maybe Andy Dalton again. Garrett Gilbert's a savior. I just wanted Danucci. That was the worst worst game I think I've ever seen. I'm still going to go back to that. I'm just going to keep bringing that up. That's fair. By the way, you know his initials spell bad. Danucci's? Yes. It's been, I don't know, like Anthony Danucci. (laughs) I think for me right now, it's probably San Francisco. Why? Because, like, everything they do. I know, but, like, everything they do is so, like, exhausting. Like, they can, like, Kyle Shanahan can design three good drives a game. Nick Mullins can't throw the ball downfield. Everything's like seven yards. And he's not even accurate, less than seven yards. And on defense, it's like, well, they got Verrett and they got Fred Warner, and their defensive line's been really disappointing. And uh, I don't know, they're just really empty, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. I just don't have, like, every, like I mean, it's cool if they pull guys out in their I'll play plays, to this way. But Would you be more excited if they had beat hard playing? For sure. You okay. see when Bihar came in against New Orleans, you know, the first thing he did was what do you do? throw the ball 45 yards. There you go. And by the way, I it, think that's he where I a, agree. He lit a cig- came in the huddle smoking a cigarette and then threw the ball 45 yards. I think that's where I will agree with San Francisco only because watching, I can't remember, it was like two weeks ago, the entire Monday night with Nick Mullins, whatever that game was, was brutal. Having to sit through Awful. that entire game, watching Nick Mullins just play so terrible. I like Ayuk, was though. awful to get through. Ayuk is good. Yeah, Ayuk is fine. Every receiver that got drafted this year is good. I guess, but you don't really know because, oh, here's the other thing. Who's going to be their quarterback? Maybe not Garoppolo. That's what I mean. Who do you think that they'd be getting? Think well, Dak? I think Atlanta's going to stick with Matt Ryan. Dude, Dak's going to go there. You think so? I think he's either going there or Oakland. I still say my guess is Oakland. No, I think Oakland likes Carr. He's been too good this year to get rid of. He's I not think... the problem there. The problem is their defense. But he's not the guy. I think so. I don't think he's a guy. If his defense is better than he would be. I don't think you would trust him. I'm not trusting Carr. <sighs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, I mean, he's he was he was supposed to play in one playoff game, and he broke his arm that year. And you know who started that playoff game? Who started that playoff game? Connor Cook. You Ooh. know how many games he started since then? I'm going to say zero. Zero. Because I've never you know heard he of that played guy. Against? Who? Brock Oswald and the Houston Texans. What a game. <laughs> yeah. Is that the only reason why you know him? Uh, no. I got still trap up here, my friend. Known. So the playoff picture right now in the NFC, Green Bay is the one seed. Two versus seven be New Orleans versus Seattle. Uh, of course, not knowing what happens this Thursday night. Three versus six would be Arizona, Los Angeles. Four versus five would be Philadelphia, Tampa. The bubble teams are Chicago at five and five, Minnesota and Detroit at four and five. Uh, the NFC, I think it's kind of settled. You know, like the seeding is going to change, but I think like who the playoff teams are, I think they're going to stick. I disagree. I think the only one that I agree with everything else except for the NFC East. I think oh, NFC yeah, yeah, East yeah. is going to be going to the Giants. I forget about that. I just have a feeling that the, that's the who the Eagles I think is have to be, to be punished at. for this year. Well, they, they have no, to be punished. Yeah, they need to start losing more and more here because they look terrible. And if they were to like edge this out, or even if they were to steal some wins because somehow their defense turns into something. That offense deserves nothing this year. Because guess what? It's like even with last game with them. Oh, you know what's working? Running the ball. Carson, throw it. What What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Scott's running well, fine. They ran Sanders the ball well is running fine. Yeah. What are you doing? You know what? I don't care. 
throw it. I really like Miles Sanders. Really? Yeah, we talked about this like seven times. I still don't get it. I like I'm him. Not, I, I like, like him Scott a lot more than, more than I like him a lot more than Montgomery. They're similar to me, but I like uh, Sanders a lot more than David Montgomery. I don't know. I've been watching Montgomery more this year. I like Montgomery. I like Sanders. Ooh, this is interesting. It's like a Coke or Pepsi thing. Dude, my girl's prettier than yours. I don't, I don't know what they look like because I've only seen with their helmets on. Oh, see, I've seen Montgomery. I haven't seen Sanders. Yeah, now I don't know it's coming to my head. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Don't look this up. Huh? Look it up. Yeah, that's a good point. I I do hope Philadelphia gets punished though for what they've done this year. They should. Uh, the AFC the number one seeds Pittsburgh two versus seven be KC versus Baltimore three versus six be Buffalo versus Miami four versus five be Indy versus Las Vegas. The bubble teams are Tennessee at six and three, Cleveland at six and three, and New England at four and five. Um, this one, I don't have a good feel for at all. So can I just say this? It's over. AFC's over. You think we're so? done? This it's is done. over. Ba- Baltimore, everything that that's done. We're we're it's done. Just Kansas Buffalo, City. Buffalo, we're done. I I get it. It was fun. You know what? They tried their best. Everybody came out to play this year. Josh Allen. You know what? You took that next step. Congrats. Everybody else can go to hell. Kansas City is just going to mop the floor with everybody. I think the moment they turn it on, it's no longer fun. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really going to be 50 to 30 point games in the playoffs, whoever plays against Kansas City. Can Indy's team score that many points? No. That's the that's exactly my point. Yeah. Where Baltimore is never going to be able to come back the moment they're down by 20 or 10. I think Vegas could score 42 points against them because they've done it before. That's, and I think Buffalo could as well. You know what? Okay, Buffalo, I don't think so, only because <laughs> I just feel like you can't keep up in the end. Something will occur because also Buffalo's defense hasn't been that great this year. Yeah, but I'm saying they could score the points, though, potentially. They could. And Tennessee can play Tennessee brand football and maybe have a chance or whatever, but uh, it wouldn't be like a done deal at all or anything. I'm just like, I hope Cleveland doesn't make it. This Baltimore-Tennessee game is really important for the wild card. I, I think if Tennessee loses to Baltimore, that kind of goes their wild card hopes in a way because Miami plays the easiest for making schedule. Um, they play Denver, the Jets, the Bengals, three easy games. And they play Kansas City, New England, then Las Vegas, and then Buffalo. So, like, Miami could be 9-3 and three at uh, here pretty soon. And then it's like, can they go 500 the rest of the way? And Tennessee is a much tougher schedule. I just hope Cleveland doesn't get in here at all. And I would love for Tennessee to take over Indianapolis as well, but losing last week makes that a little bit more difficult with those two teams tied six and three. Yeah, what's Cleveland's remaining schedule? Cleveland plays Philly, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Dude, what are you Dallas. About? What are you talking about? The, right the now? Giants, Pittsburgh. You- <laughs> the twenty seventh easiest schedule. I was gonna say, what do you think? They're not gonna go four and two at so least. Baltimore's is Tennessee, Pittsburgh. Then it's so easy. It's Dallas, Cleveland, Jacksonville, Giants, Bengals. Nothing's easy for Baltimore. I feel like (laughs) Dallas can beat Baltimore this year. Interesting. Well, let's let's talk about them in a second. Um, Say, let's talk about. I'm saying Baltimore is that horrible. Yeah, I want to talk a lot about that. Oh, you want to talk about them? Oh, I thought we were talking about. We're talking about both of them. That's right. Yeah. So I, um, I don't know. I think the AFC is a lot more up for grabs. So, but the schedules. The I'm talking about like the. I'm talking about like the actual picture. Okay. The playoff seedings. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Casey's the favorite. And then the only two teams that could score with them would probably be Vegas or Buffalo. But then you have to think, like, can Pittsburgh play Pittsburgh football? Could Tennessee do that? And I don't know. I mean, Pittsburgh just doesn't do very well against deep passes. And Kansas City can just out-throw them downfield. 
Exactly, and Big Ben is eventually just going to get some type of injury where he's just going to be limping off the field. Yeah, yeah. Or just say, ugh, my shoulder, guys. I don't think I can throw it more than 20 yards right now. Ugh. Yeah, big baby, big baby Roethlisberger. And Connor's been looking terrible these past two weeks. They haven't had any type of run game whatsoever. Yeah, well, they didn't play last week. Or two weeks, whatever. Yeah, Either they played against Dallas. Wait, wait, they did play last week. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you yeah. talking about? They did they, play they last beat, week. They beat the pants off. They beat the stripes of Cincinnati. How dare you? They beat the stripes yeah. of Cincinnati. You even try to have me question that. I was like, wait, what? I'm just making sure you're no, sharp. By the way, Connor was that bad. Yeah, you yeah. Even show. That's why you had me question. I'm just. I'm keeping you on your toes a little bit. You know. Yeah, hey, I try. All right. So we had three listener questions from at Steph Stradley, the one and only. Um, she asked before we get into the game previews. She asked, "Was a funny dumb movie I should watch? You think I have not seen?" I'm still going to vote for mine here. I got Cedar Rapids. All right. I think Cedar Rapids is a very underrated uh, comedy where it's very adult humor, mm-hmm. but it's extremely solid, and it's rated R. So you have that little crossing the line type of moments. You just got to go in with an open mind. My vote's Cedar Rapids. All right. That's fine. I watched the movie like 10 years ago. It's like, I don't really like it all as much. Oh, yeah, it's probably because it was 10 years ago. That movie reminded me of Jeff Lives at Home. Because they both kind of came out at the That's same not time. the same one. But it was like Ed Helms is in both of them. And it's like indie this comedy that's low budget. Ed Helms film. It's probably like the only <laughs> one that I would really watch. There's two watch. of them. No, it was like Vacation, right? Well, Jeff lives at home. He's in that too. Yeah, but there's three. See? I don't know Can't, the Vacation one. It's that, uh, the remake where they try to do the National Lampoon. Oh, Lampoons. really? Yeah. Embarrassing. Oh, so awful. Embarrassing. Uh, mine's Saving Silverman. Okay. Okay. So, no. <laughs> this movie came out in 2000, I think. No. I think I watched this movie like 25 times when I was 15. This movie's not good. For a wide variety of reasons. Jack Black's hilarious in it. Uh, the jokes are hilarious. A lot of jokes you can't <laughs> make it all anymore. I think the funniest character in the movie is the like overly sexual Indian guy who's in a Neil Young cover band. Man, that guy cracks me up. Um, it's very stupid. The only problem with that movie, though, is it has the dumbest ending I've ever seen in a movie. Which one? Were they all on stage? Yeah, they're all like, it's the end of the wedding. They're all just kissing each other. And you're like, all right, I have yeah, no idea. they all have Neil Diamond performing. Yeah, they're all yeah. on stage at a Neil Diamond concert. I'm just saying, like, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You can't say that it's a movie you recommend and then say it has the dumbest ending. Well, because the first 70 minutes are hilarious. I don't know and then, like, the it. last five minutes, you're like, okay, they had no idea how to end this at all. Cedar Rapids is good from beginning to end. Huh. For now. Huh? But the peaks aren't as high as Saving Silverman's peak. Okay, I don't think that there's a peak in Saving Silverman there. Yeah, the whole movie's a peak. There's no peak. It's like, you know, they do the rising action thing. It's just uh-huh. climax no. for 70 minutes, and then you get the last five Maybe minutes. Maybe your anticipation is at the climax, and then at the start no. of it, it's just going down nope, from there. you got it all wrong. Yep, I think I got wrong. that right there. So last week... I went 1-1-2. One, one, and two. <laughs> You went 2-1-2. and two. Yeah. You got your upset pick. Two of our picks pushed because Cleveland lost by three. Buffalo lost by two. So they put, Or Cleveland won by three, and then Buffalo lost by two. So those picks pushed. Slow day in Vegas. So I'm 27-17-2. Uh, You're 24-19-2. Dang. We got a horse race here. Dang. So the first game we're going to talk about tonight is Houston versus New England. Then Tennessee versus Baltimore, then Dallas versus Minnesota, and now Atlanta versus New Orleans because we hate our, we hate each other, and we just pick games to inflict punishment upon <laughs> exactly. one another. 
So the first question is from Ask Steph Strally, another one of her questions, because she asked her only questions tonight. Uh, it's like it's like she like gave us some Capri Suns and a couple of orange slices. Oh, they're having a podcast. Here's a here's some orange slices. She sits out to practice. Hi right, guys, I'm gonna pick you up at five. Yeah, it's very nice. It's very sweet. I feel so warm right now. Seriously though, I want fruit punch next time. So her first question was WWMWD, which I guess means what would Matt Weston do? And she <laughs> asked, How do you think the team should attack each other? How do you think they will? It's probably an insult. So for no, it's very nice. <laughs> So New England doesn't play football. They play rugby. They've run the ball 301 yes. times, which is the most in the league. They've thrown the ball 238 times, 258 times, which is 24th. Um, their last three weeks, 39 carries against Baltimore, 41 against the Jets, 34 against Buffalo. Against San Francisco, they fell down early, and they only ran the ball 22 times against them. So New England's going to run the ball a lot. You know, you want to know a fun fact about the Houston Texans? That y'all stopped the run very well? Yeah, exactly. There we go. So two years ago, they had an all-time great run defense. Two years later, they're last in DVOA at stopping the run, and they're last in yards allowed per carry. So they have the worst run defense in football now. That's what you want, right? Yeah, that's exactly what you want. And you're not – so going up against this team, what do you think, that Harris or Burkhead's going to have the bigger all game? All of them. You think all of them? All of them. Everyone's just going to run it. They're just going to run the table. Sony Michelle is going to have a good game. Oh, that's how no. bad it's going to get. <laughs> Hasn't he been in the doghouse forever? He's like – you know, he's locked in the attic. I was going to say, isn't he like just stuck in there at that point? Bill's lost the key. He doesn't even know where it is. Yeah, yeah. They just like pull out the tray <sighs> in his in his cage, and that's how they – uh, clean up after him. It's very He's just sweet. locked up there the entire time. So for Houston, how they're going to attack them. Well, the Patriots have a bad defense, I guess, this year. Um, their pass defense hasn't been all that great, mainly because they don't have any like really disruptive front seven players. Like Chase Winovich is the one who comes closest to being that, but the rest of them aren't there. I know there's a lot of love for JC Jackson, but he's a much better slot corner than outside corner, so you can get him on the outside. And the McCordy twins or whatever. Um, and they don't tackle very well either. But Houston, again, has the worst run offense by D- by DVOA right now. So if they throw the ball 65 times, they could score 27 points against New England. Every time they run the ball is a waste of time and space. And uh, they don't like to throw the ball every time. They like to run the ball. And that's kind of a big problem for Houston this game. Well, I think it was kind of weird last week, too, that what what happened to the offense? Maybe you can help me out when it came to Houston. It, Just, <laughs> it died. You know what happened? Yeah. From the what I saw. Uh, well, it's funny, like we were coming back from West Texas last weekend and, um, our friend driving, he had the red zone open. These Android phones are crazy. The screens like better picture than my TV is driving oh. 85 miles an hour. It's insane. Dude, I have Hulu on my phone. The fact that I can get it no matter where I'm And the picture is great. It's fantastic. It doesn't make sense. Oh, it's kind of scary. It's spooky. I haven't told the lady that. I could go anywhere, walk or just down the street. No matter what, I got the Hulu on. Yeah. What am I doing it's in my crazy. life? Uh, but like he had red zone on, it kept cutting the Houston Cleveland here and there. I'm like, ooh! <laughs> I kept throwing my throwing up in my mouth every single time it came. I was like, oh yeah, it's still seven uh, zero. What quarter is it? Oh, it's the fourth quarter. There's seven minutes left. It's still seven zero. But I think what happened that game was they Cleveland's pass rush to the front four is really good for like the first like eight minutes of it, and it was windy. And then Tim Kelly was like, oh, oh, he got really scared and very afraid. And so he's like, we're just going to run zone read options and read pass options, and none of them are going to work out very well. That's good. And we're not going to throw the ball over eight yards the rest of the game because I'm very afraid right now. 
I know him and Fuller had such a connection. Then you had like 36 yards in the first quarter and then nothing after. Yeah. So it's always a good time whenever Houston's playing the safe game. Hey, how did that end up? They lost 10 to 7. Okay. Sounds like that's what happens whenever you play it safe. And there were seven minutes left. The there were seven minutes left, and how they scored a touchdown, like a twenty-seven yard touchdown pass. That's what happened. It's embarrassing. Yes, it's absolutely embarrassing. Um, so answer Steph's question: New England should run the ball. They're going to run the ball a lot. They'll be successful at it. Houston should throw the ball. They probably won't throw the ball. Just they're, they're not going to throw the ball as much as they should. But they should throw the ball sixty-five times. Yeah, I, I would honestly just do that the entire time. Who cares about running? We're not going to be winning any games. Let's just keep throwing the ball. Let's have fun with it. Why don't teams do that? You know what? Play like Jameis did. Okay? Jameis, you know what? I'm going to say that. I don't like Jameis, but play like him. Okay. Uh, I can't wait to talk about Jameis here in a second. Oh, no, no. no. We're not talking about him until the end. So, Houston, they've this is the yards law rushing this year every game. 166, 230, 169, 162, 75 against Green Bay. 263, 196, 115, 231. Oh, no, no. It's uh, 263, then 96 against Jacksonville and Jake Luton's futon. And then 115, and then 231 last week against Cleveland. All right. Solid. Looking good. Um, so our next question is, can the Patriot way be replicated elsewhere? I think no, for lots of reasons way beyond a single tweet. Um. So are you talking about just like the whole Patriot way, like yes. any team being able to duplicate it? Yes. No, no, it's absolutely impossible. And it's this easy. We've talked about it, I think, where it's the Popovich-Tim Duncan effect, where it's the fact where you have the superstar like Tom Brady, where you have one, and then he's the one being yelled at on the field. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that's getting talked to. He's the one that's being paid less amount of money. So nobody is running their mouths because Tom is not allowing that. Yeah. Well, now that Bill has the credentials of having all the Super Bowls, nobody going in there, they already know how Bill's going to be, so you can't act any certain way. Mm -hmm. That's where you can't duplicate it because nobody else is going to have that respect automatic. Yeah. Yeah, I think think part is respect, but I think, like, a lot of problems that these guys have is that they just run the same offenses and defenses that worked in New England. And what has New England done this entire time? not run the same offense and defense. They keep changing. They completely change their yeah. players, the rules of the game, the environment, um, what, how defenses are being run, how offenses are being run. And they keep completely changing everything up year in, year again. And they also just get the most of their players. Like the stuff with Cam Newton, too. He, he can't throw the ball downfield at all anymore whatsoever. It's not true, Jacoby Myers. <laughs> but he doesn't throw the ball past 15 yards to Jacoby Myers, though. Joe Myers, he's the he's the real deal here. He's on the truth. Uh, on throws plus fifteen yards, he's fifteen of twenty seven for three hundred fifty eight yards and one interception, and like he can't throw the ball past fifteen yards. And so rather than New England be like, well, uh, throwing the ball is more efficient than running the ball, we'll just run the ball forty five times a game. And they can, they have a great offensive line; they can run every run play imaginable. And that's the example of that. Um, but also they understand value; they don't play they don't pay players more than they're worth. They get the most out of everybody that they have. And they also like really do a good really they do a really great job like playing to the environment the game is being played in as well too. And like you kinda of saw that like Wes Walker fifteen years ago. They're like, Oh, you can't hold guys past five yards. Oh, you can't hit guys in the middle of the field. We'll just attack the middle of the field because that's the easiest throw in the league to make over and over and over again. Yeah, was he gonna go to Denver then? 
Yeah, after his like brains were scrambled. Yeah, but he was still great. And they just turned, but they just turned Julie Edelman though. But I'm saying like they were the first team to attack teams in the slot like that. Man, man, I'm just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Okay, I remember his brains being scrambled, and nobody has mentioned how he's doing. And he had his days. little eyes, and he was nobody's always nobody's mentioned confused. anything about Wes. Yeah, because he's like a wide receiver coach. Oh, is he really? Yeah, is he doing okay. Yeah, he took a bunch of MDMA at the Kentucky Derby too. Oh, okay, that's that was cool. Fine. Okay, <laughs> that was like nine years ago. I mean, from nine years ago, that works. Wes Walker sweaty at the Kentucky Derby. That's what everybody wants to watch, too. Yeah, if she doesn't remember when Wes Walker was sweaty at the Kentucky Derby, she's too young for you. What? No. Yeah. No, probably. Um, so, I don't know. It's I. The other thing is, like, I think the only coach who seems close to be able to replicate it is Brian Flores, only because he's understood, like, oh, New Eng- in New England, we ran this defense by these players. Some will run this defense. And they run this, like, super high blitzing a uh, really complicated defense where it's very confusing and nobody's really settled at all every step. And he's done a great job there, like coaching that defense and getting the most out of his players. And so I think he understands that portion of it, unlike every single other coach who's left New England um, since then. But like, again, that's, you know, we're 15 years away from it being anything like that at all, though. Do you think it'll ever change that no matter what, whoever's just going to be under Bill is just automatically going to be hired? For sure. I think McDaniels is kind of biding his time. No, he's not. He already backed out. He has to be the head coach of the New England Patriots. You think so? Well, he can't go to another team at this point. Well, right now you have Joe Judge. You have Patricia. This better be the last Patricia year. Oh. I can't do it anymore. I don't even know how he's still Imagine hired if you're a Lions point. fan. Ugh. No, because that would just make me mad. Think about it. You got rid of Caldwell. Because what was Caldwell? He was made to the playoffs, or then he became He 8-8. was a little too sleepy. <laughs> That's how I got rid of Caldwell. Listen, he takes naps. Big yeah. deal. He's not fire enough. People are fine with it. Uh, yeah, I think it was good for what they had there. I don't know. Um, the fact that so it took awful. him 10 weeks to realize DeAndre Swift is better than Adrian Peterson is unbelievable. That actually is a fireball offense. And yes. the fact that you just don't even play uh, Swift as much as you should, and the moment that Peterson comes in at the very first play, you're fired. Yeah. I would immediately do that if I was the owner. Yeah. Hey, give me your Hawaiian shirt. Grab your cl- grab your trimmers. You're out of here. Um, the other thing, too, they have a bomb five defense. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Matt, he's not a defensive coordinator. Yeah, not at all. He didn't come from he didn't, New England as the defense guy, he didn't, right? He didn't force a general manager to invest in the defense to have a bad defense again. That's what you do. Yeah. yeah. They, I, the funniest thing this offseason was them like, yeah, we're getting tougher up front. And they're like 28th in run defense DVOA. <laughs> good. I'm glad. Dalvin Cook ran for 239 yards against y'all. Good. That's, I'm glad. That's you good. Have, you have Jamie Collins covering Dalvin Cook. In the passing game, I'm glad. You deserve every bad thing that ever happens to you. But you have Judge in, in New York. You have Brian Flores. Bill O'Brien's gone. Um, I guess that's it. I don't think I'm forgetting about Well, they're just going to keep it's falling. Four. But yeah, they'll find somebody else though. Yeah. Oh, Romeo Cornell. Oh, there we go. There we go. I love Romeo, though. I he know, actually goes for him fourth down. Is he going to be hired? No. <laughs> you sure? He needs to play the kids. This whole, like, we're trying to win football games nonsense needs to, start, needs oh, to stop. Okay. Uh, there's no way, though. It's like the way Phillip's saying, but at least he beat the Jaguars. I guess. Um, but yeah, Houston, if you're listening, throw the ball 65 times. Don't run it once. Don't. You know, Duke Johnson only had like two catches, two targets last week. How? He but, ran the ball 20 times. Yeah, but Hopkins didn't do anything last week, so it was yeah. a good trade. Well, Duke is the backup to David because David's in the hospital right now. Oh, you're talking about the other yeah, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah. the other Johnson. Yeah. The other D Johnson. David's at the glue factory. Oh, I was just He's kidding. on the conveyor belt. I really just wanted to rub in the 
Hopkins thing. That's the only thing I really wanted to do. Yeah, it was sad coming back home. I was like, Man, oh, I just kept I get to watch this picture after picture after picture. Yeah, it hurt my feelings. I it, like <laughs> I wish it happened against like the Rams. No, it had to happen against. It had your to happen boy. against Buffalo. Yeah. yeah, it had to. It has to sink into yeah. you. It's <laughs> it's more like you needed a a knife or a punch. And it cut my and it cut my pectoral off. Chest, just yeah. hey, Matt, boom. And it cut it. I sliced my nipple off. What do you mean slice? No, <sighs> it doesn't need to slice nipples off. Why yeah, can't it, it just pop you? Yeah, it sliced the nipple off. Nice. Uh, that hurt my feelings. It's nice. That uh, <laughs> that throw he hit to Diggs in that corner route, beautiful. What. A, what an incredible throw by Allen to can, take the lead that game. Can you believe that the top two receivers in the league are Hopkins and Diggs? No, I can I completely believe the it. The two wide receivers that were traded away, but I don't think Minnesota's really missing Diggs. No, they're not. Yeah, it I was think, a it was a win win for both teams. Yeah, Houston's not missing Hopkins. Yeah, so. it's fine. <laughs> it's it's fine. the worst trade in NFL and it, you know, history. It's going to get worse, too. It's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. Well, there, it's not like Murray and Hopkins' chemistry will get better, though. Yeah, they're going to get better. No way. They're going to get better. And he's going to keep getting worse. <laughs> yes. I don't, don't want to talk about it anymore. So who's your pick for this game? The Texans are home. They're one-half point underdogs at home. Oh, I'm going with the new Jacoby Meyer New England Patriots here. So I have Jacoby Myers and the New England Patriots, 25. I have Houston, 20. Yeah, I have uh, – I'm going New England as well. No, I'll go – This is your team. I'll go 27-24. No, this is I your team. Know. I really hope Houston beats New England. I still hate the Patriots. I always will. I was going to say, I thought all Houston fans hate New England more At least we anything. had last year, though. That was fun last year. We watched this game over here, remember? That's true. That was a good time. Yeah, you actually had a really I had the so much most fun. fun you ever had watching a Texans game. The most fun I ever had during the Bill O'Brien era was last year, and they beat New England. That was good, and it was over here. Yeah, it was fun, too, because I was, like, drunk for a week straight writing that article where I went back and watched every New England game, and none of the gifts loaded, nobody could read it. Oh, and you it were was depressed. Like, and it was, like, 12,000 words. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to lose again. And Bradley Roby had the interception. And New England's receivers were so bad last year that even the Texans could play man coverage against them. That's how bad they were. It was unbelievable. But now they so have Jacoby they Myers. Do that. Oh, well, Jacoby. Now they have Jaco- it's Bradley Roby versus Jacoby Myers. Dude, Jacoby Myers is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Well, it's, this is a good limit te- limits test for Jacoby because if he can beat Bradley Roby, then it's like he's better than the most like basic good quarter cornerback in the league. It's good. It's a big test. It is. It's a big test of being like a maybe a number one wide receiver. What's Jacoby gonna do? Is he gonna catch? He's gonna throw. How about Stephanie Myers instead? Ooh. Hey man, we need to read some Twilight. That's for the off season. Uh, no, it's always during Christmas time is when you have to read Twilight. Well, I'm saying I don't have time though. We'll read it in you March. Have time? We'll do a book club episode. We need a book club. You do book club. Book club after hours. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Stay on after the show so, for our nightly book session. There we go. How many people do you think would actually listen to that and stay on to probably listen more, to our book circle? Probably like 6,125,000. We have to talk like this, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Welcome to the evening. I don't know if I can do that. Uh, so our next game here, Tennessee hang the Baltimore. The Ravens are six and a half point favorites. What? Huh. <laughs> why remember last time this happened yes i do why i don't know so let's play a game <laughs> okay so i'm gonna give you six things 
and you have to rank them one through six on why the Ravens are struggling right now. Okay. For the most important, it's the least important reason why. Okay, I think I need to do this. Offensive coordinator Greg Roman, okay. Lamar Jackson, okay. the offensive line, okay. injuries to their defense, including Clayus Campbell, Brandon Williams, and LJ Four, and we can toss Nick Boyle in there now too. Okay. Uh, they're t- they're second string tight. End. They don't have another tight end on their team. It's eight Mark Andrews, and that's it. And they have four practice squad guys. So that three headed tight end offense is gone now. It's gone. Number five is gonna be their wide receivers. Number six is their running backs. So I've been thinking about this. And Adam- yeah, we paused the podcast so you can think about it briefly. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, no, don't do that. Come on, man, it's off the top. Don't ruin our six million listeners with lies. I'm just making a joke. You know what? You're telling lies. All right. So when it comes down to it, I have to say, out of your little set that you gave me there, yeah, Lamar has to be number one. Hmm. Lamar has to be numero uno on this. I would blame offensive line, perhaps number two, because they would be the same. No, put number two offensive line, put number three wide receivers. You could switch them if you want. Mm-hmm. I would then put defense. I would then put offensive coordinator. Okay. And then six would be running backs. Yeah, I don't because again, I don't blame really the running backs at all because it's still controlling the you game. You see, when Mark Ingram went back there for the Wildcat, and missed a snap on fourth and one. Yeah, but it was, was not depressing. only him though; it was also the snapper, the snapper yeah, that yeah, game. Yeah. It was he had like four awful. bad snaps. I was gonna say, but and that's, that's Matt Skura. Who's that? We talked about like three weeks ago. Who's that? Whenever we're like, yeah, I was talking to Matt, and he doesn't feel like he's strong enough just yet, but he's getting there. <laughs> he tore his ACL last year, and um, I think Ben Powers. I don't know. I can't remember. By the way, for him. I do remember him because I remember your little impersonation. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I was Chris Collinsworth, but I can't remember Collinsworth said that or not. But who cares? Hey, I can't remember every person that you talk to me about. Okay, you do too many impersonations. You're just too good out of them, Matt. Yeah, I'm like uh, I'm real Dana Carvey. You know? Yeah, I'm Dana Carvey in like summer '04. You know I mean? Who are you? I'm at the Turtle Club. You know. <laughs> the cable was so insufferable that summer. Every single thing was a master disguise promotion. By the way, I still have never seen that movie. Never will. The promotion for it was incredible though. Yeah. Every channel was just everything was about that dumb movie all summer. By the way, I was listening to a podcast where they were telling me that that movie was being made during 9/11. Oh, good. Never forget. Good times. <laughs> uh so for me, I have the offensive line one. Really? Yeah. And then Lamar Jackson, two. You're giving him an out? And then the wide receivers, three. And then Greg Roman, four. And then injuries, five. And then the running backs. And the reason why I say this is because, like, they they have uh, Orlando Brown playing. Well, also, like, they're six and three right now. And they lost two of their last three games. Dude, that pick at the end of the half is in the offensive line. Yeah, I understand that. That's but awful. What, what I'm saying is they have Orlando Brown playing left tackle now. They have Marshall Yen has been replaced with Bradley Bozeman, who moved from right guard to left guard. Matt Skurris still trying to get stronger now. Their right guard has a weird name. I can't really remember what it is. Their right tackle is DJ Fluker. He got benched in the middle of last week, too. And that loss against New England, the weird thing about it was as soon as they went down, that's when the thunderstorm really hit. It's like, oh, they're completely screwed now. But they're not able to run the same plays they ran last year because of it. But then second, I have Jackson. And so these are some interesting numbers for you. You ready? I'm ready for them. The last two years on throws to the sideline, deep deep left, deep right, plus 15 yards on the sideline. He's 30 of 90, which is a completion percentage of 33%. 839 yards, eight touchdowns, one interceptions. The key stat here, though, is only throwing down the sideline 90 times. This is one of the most prolific passers in the league. This is as many as as many attempts as like Daniel Jones 
and Mitch Trubisky and Kyle Allen. Makes sense. And by the way, Danny Jones has been doing better. Well, he's actually they're actually letting him to do so. Yeah. And I think the problem is like, you know, I think it's twofold. One, he doesn't have a good feel for those throws. And like two, like their only threat in those throws is Marquise Brown. And it's really easy to push Marquise Brown down the sideline. He just takes an outside release and you can just, you just squeeze him out of bounds. Yeah. That's all you I, He has exactly to be deep saying. middle where he has more space to run through. But deep middle though, Lamar is twenty four fifty three. 693 yards, eight touchdowns to three interceptions, uh, 13.1 yards in attempt. And like everything he has to do is all middle. It's short middle, it's deep middle. And, uh, and New England did a good job in that game as well too by taking away the deep middle passing game from him um, to affect him in that, in that regard as well. So that's, uh, um, that's, that's, I think that's the biggest thing for Greg Roman though is he's trying to design the offense and try and add another layer to it. And he can't because this is what's missing from Lamar Jackson's game that other quarterbacks are able to do. And so he's stuck in this like that weird Tetris with the little nipple, the green one. That's their offense. And then Lamar also hasn't been that good of a runner this year either. Like those highlight runs aren't there this year. Yeah, I know, but it just sounds like more than anything that because even with you even talking, you're still giving Lamar another out here where it sounds like that maybe the receivers are your number two. Well, let's go 1A, 1B then. Yeah. Like they go hand in hand, but I'm saying like it affects their run game and their run game opens up their pass game to such an extent. And then their quick pass game hasn't worked as well because you know teams have really been able to focus on because he can't get the ball to the sideline in that regard. So I want to be able to buy into it more than anything. It's just a really big problem because wasn't it last week or two weeks ago? I don't even think we talked about it. Whenever Lamar said that people were like calling out their plays, yeah, but they weren't really calling out no, their plays. No, so I don't understand where he's coming from. Maybe it's frustration. Maybe to your point, the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm not there with him because the decisions he's making are horrible. Yeah, yeah. He's not doing anything. Those two throws against Pittsburgh are because of the offensive coordinator. Exactly. And even with the end of the half, like I was mentioning with the Brown, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. He is double covered. You're never going to hit that in a million years. I just don't understand like exactly what they're even trying to do because I understand you're saying that the running is not working either. But I don't think that's him because the athleticism just still is there. I think just the teams are forcing him to throw, and I just mm-hmm. don't think he's making throws. Yeah. Or not making the right decision. I see what you're saying. And I think it just kind of comes like the field's been been limited. And, uh, like, Tennessee was the first team to do that to him last year in the postseason where they just, like, they played their corners and, like, give them the sidelines. He's not going to make those throws. And they really were able to funnel the ball um, from Baltimore in a specific spots. And uh, take away what Lamar is like comfortable doing, and like he hasn't progressed as a passer at all this year. And compare know. him to Josh Allen, compare him to just some of these younger cornerbacks, and exactly. he's completely stuck as what he was last year. And they, you have to get better in the NFL. You can't just keep staying the same, doing things that you've always been doing. And uh, and being stagnant sees the same thing as getting worse. And the Ravens are a good example of that so far this year on offense. I just don't understand exactly what they're gonna do. Because at least with this year, for me, their season's done. Because mm-hmm. they haven't been able to improve. Everybody has seen the problem for... Dude, how long have we been saying this? Since week four? Yeah, we saw it being kind of weird in week four. Yeah. Five. And everything just it hasn't gotten better. And it seems like that it's just getting worse. Where injuries now are just piling up. So that's what I mean. That for me, this team's just kind of already knocked out before it's even been fun. They're still 6-3, and three, though. But that's what I mean. That's by the, the weird thing about it. Yes, like they've they've lost two of their last three. 
They lost to New England. They lost to Pittsburgh. Yeah, they're still six and three. And like last week in that New England game, they're missing Clayus Campbell. They're missing Brandon Williams. But they're missing the people. They're that missing can LJ Ford. The defense. No, they, but they're missing their run stoppers. Like it was funny watching Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Pierce. Like there's nothing for us to do this game. Like there's nothing to do. Um, but I, this week, right now, Fort practice. Campbell and Brandon Williams haven't practiced yet, and this is a problem because they're going against Derek Henry, who I think is the second best running back this year. And uh, from a purely running perspective, who's well, we'll talk about it later. Okay, uh, I know you're but like Henry this year though is like I mean he's fantastic and he ran all over them last year and so like any missing links their run defense is traumatic for them in a game where Tennessee can play this way against them. Um, the only concern for Tennessee's defense though is last year Dean Pease was defensive coordinator. He retired. Mike Brable was calling defense not the same defensive mastermind Dean Pease is, and the Titans' defense I think has been limited by uh, Mike Brable as a coordinator. And it's kind of similar to what we saw with him out of Houston in 2017 as well. So you think that Tennessee is now like a little crippled? I still think they're going to get better. Well, I mean, it just sounds like you're kind of bummy about them more than anything. No, I'm just I'm like thinking about their talent. I read you their article predictable today in too. ways? No, I don't think it's a predictability thing. Like that loss against Indy, they had the, the shank punt for 10 yards and the Indy scores. Then Tannehill missed Donald Smith on a wide open play action pass touchdown. Tannehill didn't look good. Yeah, th- if he hits that, it's a touchdown. And then they had the block punt, and they missed a field goal, and then the game was over. And they lost by, you know, 13 or whatever it ended up being. But like, they, they outplayed him the first half, and then Tennessee can't make any mistakes, though, with how they play. Exactly. And you know where they always make mistakes, Matt? Special teams. Every single time. It's kicker. It's something along those lines that is always going to blow I the game I can't believe they didn't him. trade for a kicker of the deadline. Well, it still doesn't make... Well, I think either the they kicker gave, has naked they photos a, They should give a third-round pick for Zerline. They should do something. A second-round pick. Oh, my God. Dallas would take that in five seconds. Of course. Anybody would. No, they wouldn't. Greg yeah. Lake has been the best player on the Dallas Cowboys. You see that onside kick? That's fair. Oh, wait, you see both onside kicks? How many? Okay, Justin Tucker, what would he be worth if you wanted to trade for him? What would it take for him to get out of Baltimore? Third round? I think a second. Would you think second? I think third. <laughs> I think a second. No, he's missed some this year. He's like 99%. He's missed. No, he missed one two weeks ago. He's like, yeah, but he have a thousand. That's one. Hey, man, that was one. Greg the leg doesn't miss. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what else do I have here? Oh, I'm glad Corey Davis is back. I'm glad you have Brown. You have here. You should have a lot here. I've this lost This is the Tennessee Titans. This is one of your teams in the division. Shouldn't you be pumped? Yeah, I'm just making sure. Uh, the producer, again, has been really on me about sticking to the notes. Well, you know? I'm going to yell at Steve. Well, Steve! He, so I ride him all out, and he goes through and is like, you can say this, you can say that. I said, okay, Steve. All right, you get this one. But I'm glad Corey Davis is back. Him and A.J. Brown against Pierce and Humphreys will be a lot of fun. Uh, but I think the key for Tennessee this game offensively is run the ball a lot, run the ball a lot, run the ball a lot. And then Baltimore plays single high deep safety looks. And so you can do things to manipulate it. And they did a really good job against the, against uh, Earl Thomas last in the postseason where Khalif Raymond caught those two big passes. Um, Anthony Ferkser caught a big pass as well on deep middle throws, so they're able to manipulate that safety. And I think that's kind of key for Tennessee this game. Kind of do what they did last year in offense. It's just going to be a little bit harder without a um, with Jack Conklin you know, being in Cleveland and with Taylor Luan being out too. But uh, I think that's the key for them. Like, I think they can use the similar game plan they used last year and still have success this year against the worst Baltimore Ravens team than they had the year before. 
I agree. And especially when it comes to last week against New England, just like what we were talking about, I just don't see how they're going to be able to stop Tennessee, and Tennessee's just going to be able to take advantage where this is also going to be turning into a revenge game because Phillip Rivers made them look too silly. He just made them look really I bad. Think, I don't think so. He had five touchdowns. Yeah, but I'm saying like they were short fields and stuff. Still, he they were five, interviewing him. He had five touchdowns. He had four, though. at least. I thought he had five. That sounds like too much. I thought he had five. Hold on. No, because oh, they blocked a punt, though. No, no, no. I'm still sticking by my five. They scored 34 points. I'm still sticking by my five. No, no, no. What did, they, what did he do? He threw one touchdown. He was 29, 39, 308 yards, one touchdown. I thought he broke a record. Nope. I thought he broke a record. Nope. You're a liar. And then Brissett, oh, he got he cucked Philip Rivers, and Brissett came in for the quarterback sneak touchdown. That was pretty funny. And then Naheem Hines had a rushing touchdown as well, and they blocked a punt. I could have sworn Philip Rivers wrong broke a game. Record. Nope. You know what? It's not wrong. And again, game. like Tennessee played well that first half. They just blew it in the second half with those mistakes they made. And you know who was pretty good in that first half last week too? Who? Playoff Jay. Oh. Pretty good. And then he got tired and disappeared in the second half. But That's what happens. He, start, he got appearance. two quarters, though. He got two quarters out of him. That's all you need. Yeah. Maybe this week you'll get three quarters from him. I don't think you're going to get three quarters. Um, so I have Tennessee this week. They're six and a half point underdogs. I'm picking the Titans. How is that even possible? I don't know. Can we make a bet like right now? Can we go to Vegas? We can find some offshore We account. We really need to do this because, yeah, it's Tennessee. It doesn't even matter the score. I have Tennessee, though, winning the game because I think Baltimore is just going to lose another here. Tennessee, 28. Baltimore, 18. Okay. I'm going to go Tennessee, 27. Baltimore, 26. Yeah, I don't even think Baltimore is going to score I'm biased. I love the Titans. I just don't. I am not liking what I'm watching from Baltimore at all. I just don't like it. It's weird because they're still 6-3, and and their defense is really good. But do they look like a 6-3 and team to you? It looks. I'll put it this way. It looks like the Chicago Bears. Nah, not that bad. Maybe not that bad, but it's not, not much bad. worse. Nothing's it's like that. the next step. Nothing's that bad. I watched the I watched a quarter that They're Bears pretty. Vikings. The first quarter that Bears Vikings game, like I'm not watching the Bears the rest of the year. By the way, is it true that Nick Foles wasn't even hurt? I don't know. I, they brought Tyler Bray in. No, no. I heard Matt that he was carted off the field. That he looked maybe he awful. pooped his pants. And then the X-rays and everything showed complete negative. He's completely fine. Hmm. <laughs> what do you maybe he pooped his pants maybe jesus just takes a little bit to he's heal. not he's not Look at, he's you are demon. really getting upset with this he's a demon we don't talk about the lord like that he's oh a demon God. they are not they do not share the same cloth at all all right the next game we have here are the dallas cowboys heading up to minnesota to play the vikings the vikings are seven point favorites you know that big old Viking horn they play? The worst was in 16 when Houston played them and Name Redactive is up there. And like that horn played like 77 times. That's what you want, right? Oh, and also that game too, the, this girl I loved in high school that didn't love me. That's good. Her dad played for the Vikings and he blew the horn, the big horn before the game started. This is good. I hope she's doing well. What? What? <laughs> that sounds like the saddest like yeah, memory. Yeah. So there's one girl that I liked didn't like me back. But oh, then no, I, I absolutely loved her. It was sick. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. I think that's healthy. Not really. I was like 17. But at healthy. least you remember that. You should have probably gotten close with the dad. I never I think met that him. you probably no, I never play got your cards a little, a little bad here. 
I, there's no cards to play. No, no, no. There's always cards to be no, played. No, no, no. You just you uh, play an Uno when there's cards. But he he blew the big horn, and that horn was played like seventy five times that game because Houston I think lost like forty one seven. And then the Vikings quarterback that year was like, this is sixteen. So it's just two thousand sixteen. Who's the Viking? Wasn't Case? No. It was the year before Case. Oh, it's Sam Bradford. Or was it Tavares Jackson? No, it's Sam Bradford. Bradford put forty-one points on them that game. Oh my god! Yes, I think he. And I don't think he did <laughs> yes. anything. I think it was all their defense and special teams. But, um, so why do you want to talk about your Cowboys? What do you got up your sleeve here? I have so much up my sleeve because the Cowboys are the greatest team alive. I love them so much. Seriously, I'm so angry right now. I just need somebody no, to take. Seven? I just need somebody to take this division away. I just need somebody to start so winning. So you still the have hope, then? No, there is. I don't want hope. Garrett Gilbert gave you some hope. This and is you're afraid of stupid. It. You're afraid of love. I am so angry right now. The fact that the Eagles are such dog crap. I think that's what I hate about, and that's why I'm like talking about them angrily more than anything else. Is the fact that I just want them to win. Yeah. And they just lose because they're so terrible. Yeah. So that's why I think that the New York Giants are my only hope. Because the Washington so. Redskins, your team, is not very They're good. Done. Since I mean, Kyle Allen broke his ankle. That's it. Yeah, that's true. That's that was fair. my hope. It was riding on Kyle Allen's ankle. <laughs> you can't even say that. The Kyle face. Allen. Kyle Allen's my Kyle guy. Kyle Allen's a fun name to say if you're hammered drunk, you know? I don't know if that's how Kyle Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Allen. Yeah, it's fun to say. There's like, there's definitely like a million people in outside the Washington, D.C. area just screaming Kyle Allen like that that Sunday. Oh, there were people crying for Washington. Yeah. Because they were had so much hope. Matt, the person that's going to win this division is going to have five wins. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And so my whole thing on why I wanted to talk about this game, Dallas Cowboys, I'm I don't want to I'm not going to pick them. I just wanted to talk about them mm-hmm. because every time we talk about them, they lose. Okay. So that's, that's why I just wanted to mention them. We don't have to really stick long on this game. My other side, my other question to you about this game was going to be about the Vikings. What do they do about Kirk? What's going on with this team? Oh, you know what, you know what Kirk's blame? cap hit is this year? Wait, who? I said like it was $30 million. It's throughout like 40. The year. It's 45. Oh. He takes up $45 million of salary cap this year. Oh. Yeah. You know how many passes he threw against Green Bay? 12. That's, 12 passes. So what is, uh, did you do the calculations on what he's earning per game? I don't know per like because I want to do per game and then I want to do per throw. Yeah, because that's what you would have to do in this case in order to see what he I mean, made. It's too much math per throw. No, it's not. It's it's actually pretty simple. I think it's two point eight million dollars a game. So if it's two point eight and then you divide that up by twelve, and so that I have Kirk Cousins is throwing one fifty three plus. 92 passes, 245 passes. Oh, I'm not saying overall. You're doing overall. So 45 million divided by 252, we'll go to that, is $178,000 a pass. Oh, my. I think I did that right. You know what? That sounds right. That sounds a little right. Oh, Yeah. My. Well, like, Kirk has been better. Gary Kubek's been a lot better, too. I think that one of the big things he stopped doing was having Kirk Cousins take three-step drops. It was murder. I can't believe he did that for like five weeks. And they also started using Justin Jefferson in the slot more. And also like doing things like, we'll have three guys go out for a route instead of only two guys. <laughs> it's made a huge difference. It blew their mind. And by the yeah. way, and that's where 
Do you think they made the right choice by not paying Diggs? Because Jefferson, is he just the exact same? I mean, yeah. Well, I think it's also right. like you can't, you don't want to pay Diggs and Thielen. And Diggs wouldn't be there anymore. That's yeah, he didn't well, like you Kirk. want to be the number one guy. Yeah, he didn't like Kirk. Well, Diggs he didn't. Is... He didn't want to play an offense. Was like, oh, we're gonna win. He's gonna throw the ball twelve times. But man, and if he throws the ball thirty times, it means we're gonna lose. He's not happy in Buffalo. Yeah, he is. Of course he is. He's, he's great, the number dude. two wide receiver in the league. Yeah, he loves it, dude. Yeah, of course he, he loves does. Josh. I just wanted to also talk about the Minnesota Vikings because Cook's the best running back in the league. Yeah, pure running wise. Like I think Kamara's been the best overall back, but Cook's been the best running running back. You know what I mean? It blows my mind when it comes to him. I just I don't understand because nobody really talks about him until he's playing a big game, and then all of a sudden everyone's like, "Oh yeah, Cook this, Cook that," but nobody really gives him that credit because each year when he is healthy. He is truly dominant. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense to me, really, because even with Minnesota's offensive line, you've even it's told gone me, better. You've, you told it, me they really have gotten better. So, so. Yeah. But yet he's always been successful. Exactly. Well, like they've also they run more plays now, too. And their offensive line has gotten better this year. Like they're like it's you can't forget about that. I want to mention this in the intro. We just only have so much time. Um, but like, teams get better and teams get worse as it goes on. And the Vikings' offensive line has definitely gotten better. Uh, Gary Kubiak has definitely gotten better as a play caller and a play designer too. And like, you know, Stop now Minnesota's your lips four and five. Every time you say his name, Gary. <laughs> oh, Kubiak. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Dalvin Cook this year he started eight games. Derrick Henry started nine games. He has eight more rushing yards than him. Dalvin Cook is nine fifty four. Henry has. 946. Dang. And Henry's kind of like he, I don't know, Tennessee's fallen behind too often lately um, for him to be able to get like 30 carries like Dalvin Cook does. But Cook's like he had 30 carries in Chicago for 96 yards or whatever. They gave Madison two. They're trying to kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, we're going to need you. You better be ready. And Cook's an American hero. Be like, yeah, to go against that Chicago defense and take the ball 30 times and just be okay with it. Goddamn American hero. And he looks like that. He's just having a good time yeah. out there, too. It's really interesting with his personality. And then when you hear him talk, I didn't expect that. What do you mean? His voice is weird, isn't it? I don't know. I, I thought it was very high pitch. I didn't think so. I watched that film room he did I this summer. I, I thought he was good. Talk again. No, I really liked him. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Man, I think about too many players. You need to stop combining There's them. so many players in the NFL. There's so many. Imagine like being a, ba- a professional basketball player. Right, and you're like, oh, there's four teams that matter and eight players that matter, and there's only 12 players a team. This is easy. How do I make this easier? It's an easy job. Can we just call them by numbers from now on? What's 53 times 32? I don't know. Like 1,600? That's how many NFL players are on active rosters. It's hard. So what's your pick for this week? Are you trying to do like short math here right now to impress our audience? No, you I just, I just cool I'm wrong. About there. Oh, and Cousins threw 14 passes in Screen Bay, not 12. He had 11 completions that game. <laughs> oh my, I can't believe this. That's ridiculous. For the amount he's being paid, that's yes. stupid. All right, I'm going to go Minnesota. Please, God, please. 32 to Dallas. It's going to be a game. 27. <laughs> so you, well, the Vikings are seven point favorites. They're seven? So you have Dallas then. No, no. Yeah. You know what? Hell yeah, I do. You're going to take Dallas? I'm going to take this. I'm going to stick with my score. I'm going to say 32 27. Hell yeah, I do, baby. 
I'm gonna Woo! take I'm gonna take Minnesota. I'm gonna call it twenty seven twenty. Their defense has gone a little bit better too. Wait, are you calling it a push? I'm still picking Minnesota. What's the points? I'll say twenty seven twenty. You said is it seven points? Well, so, all right, twenty seven nineteen. Thank you. you I, I need yeah, because if um, it's a push, it's a push. So do you have you ever heard of Hercules Mata Alpha? What? He's playing defensive for the Vikings. About Shamar Steven, you know about him? No. Wait, wait, yes. What about Armin Watts? I do know Sharman. You know Armin Watts? Yes. Do you know DJ Woonham? I don't know that. They just have a lot of defensive linemen I've never heard before. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Because I had to go back and catch up on Vikings games. And I was like, these guys are new in the two weeks I haven't watched them play yet. Well, no, Sharman sounds I know familiar. Steven's always there. I was just trying to trick you a little bit. You can't trick but me. But Mata is new, Watts is new, and Woonham is new. Yeah. They just showed up. They're here having a good time. Uh, Chris Boyd had a good week against Detroit. They don't. Like, their cornerbacks are playing a little bit better, also, which has been important you for them. He had a good week against Detroit. Yeah, really he's a good flat to. defender. That's what we're doing. That's what we compare well, to. Well, and now. then you know Chicago. It was just Nick Foles like throwing behind, overthrowing everybody. I mean Jesus. Do you like the Chicago orange jerseys, the big pumpkin ones? I hate them. I don't like them either. I absolutely hate them. I think they look horrible. They I'd look much like rather have they look the like jail secu- yard. They look like mall cops. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Or they look like uh, whenever it's the young kid who would be uh, standing outside with the stop sign in fifth grade saying, cars, don't drive here too slow. Yeah, the patrols for dropping your child off. They're the cone, the patrol By the way, I was never allowed to be a patrol. You know what I hate? Freaking patrols. I was one. I almost got hit by a car. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a surprise. And then the woman was like, that guy almost hit you with a car. I was like, I had no idea. I don't know. So you're not very good. It's like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. What's your name? Shut up, old lady. All right. So the last game we have here, Atlanta against New Orleans. The Saints are five-point favorites. We don't know who's playing quarterback yet. It could be Drew Brees, who has some achy ribs. He doesn't want to play. He has like a collapsed lung. I don't know. It's just fun to say. No, it's not. It's three broken ribs and a collapsed lung. We got Jameis Winston, and we got Taysom Hill. Uh, So... There, I guess there's a joke. Somebody told me about this joke. I don't know who said this joke, but the idea of the joke is that you don't all you shouldn't always be yourself. What? It's a bad thing to be yourself sometimes, and I think Jameis Winston learned this <laughs> learned this lesson because last week against San Francisco, Jameis was not himself at all. He was like saying yes sir, no ma'am. He had like a nice new haircut. His shirt was tucked in. He threw the. I think he was six for ten for eighty yards. Zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, and he was not himself. And I think Jameis learned what Teddy learned last year. It's like, when you come in for Drew, just be cool. Do the bare minimum. The team is so good, you don't have to do too much. And then somebody will pay you eventually, and you'll be better off again. Man, nobody in their right mind is going to pay Jameis Winston. If he did what Teddy did last year, all right, Jameis goes 5-0. and Somebody's going to pay him. He's not going 5-0 and unless... He becomes Jameis. Okay. Oh. All right. I want him to be Jameis. This is the team that he could be Jameis on. Because that's where Michael Thomas just throw jump balls up to Michael Thomas. No, Thomas only runs slants and out routes. Well, Thomas is Okay, all right. Lazy. All right. So right now he's kind of one and oh because they beat San Francisco. You ready? Atlanta. At Denver. Ooh, Jameis in the snow. Get a little wild. At Atlanta. At Philly. Then Kansas City. He's in Gaforno. He's not gonna be Kansas City. No, but well, I'm saying like if we include San Francisco, he's gonna be he's gonna be three and a half and oh. Is he's that fair? Gonna, he's not gonna be Kansas City. 
Yeah, I'm, that's not including Kansas City. Oh, okay. You're going backwards. Yeah, yeah. You're counting. It'll be three and a half. Are you counting San Fran? Three how and a half. It's a half. <laughs> how do you have six half times? I did the ball yeah. in one time. Three and a half and oh. I'm going to text Tristan in a month, but three and a half and oh, I told you. Oh, God. So are you going to be devastated if you see Hill running out on that field? Because that's why I really want to talk about You know how many passes Hill game. has thrown in his career? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Whenever 22. The, no, whenever the announcer set last week when he came in, 18. I was, okay, so I was yeah. like, like, Taysom Hill's only thrown 18 career pass. I thought he threw like 50-something. No. The, the fact that people talk about him and then say, oh, Tim Tebow sucks, a.k.a. Saints fans, you like a guy that's Tim Tebow. But just Mormon. Yeah, the there's Mormon no Tebow. difference between the two. They're the exact same guy. Tim, if Tim Tebow couldn't drink soda pop. Oh, and Tim Tebow also won a playoff game. It's true. No big deal. Yeah. I miss Tim Tebow football. It's a different world then. It is. Back when America had values. God. I bet Tim Tebow could beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I think so. Andy Reid, what is he doing out there? I, I mean, imagine Tim Tebow running this Cam Newton offense in New England. It's the same I thing. No, it's the exact same it's the exact thing. Same but yet thing. Tim Tebow couldn't do this. He was uh, born in the wrong time. He was. I he agree. Was, he was too old to, to ride the galaxy of professional football in 2020. So, who do you think has the best roster in the NFL? Because I think New Orleans does. Best roster yes. in the NFL? Like, Not as including far as the, talent wise? Yeah. Okay. Like, I forgot they had Manuel Sanders. Like, last week I was watching, was like, oh, yeah. They have Emmanuel Sanders, and he has one catch and one touchdown for five yards. Well, yeah, they just kept passing it to somebody else each and every single time. It was just a different person. That's all the New Orleans In Saints the first do. quarter against, New or- against Tampa Bay, Brees had completions to eight different receivers in one quarter. In a quarter. By the way, most talent, I would, like, go with Pittsburgh. I would go with maybe Buffalo. No, it can't be Buffalo. I would like Pittsburgh, though. I can see Pittsburgh, but their offensive line's not as good. I their know. running backs aren't as good. I see. I their receivers their are probably backs. a little bit better. And their defense, as the, far as linebackers. Yeah, but the Saints have a better run defense right now. Their pass they, rush has been really good lately. You may be right on this. I think you may be right when it comes to the Saints being the best I kinda team overall. I kind of think, like... I'm kind of talking myself into the Saints win the NFC this year. No, it's still going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, Tampa, the thing about Tampa is they, well, like New Orleans always blows it, but the thing about Tampa is that uh, they can't throw the ball to the sideline. Like Tom can't throw the ball to the sideline. That's how you have to beat New Orleans. You have to hit the sideline passes. Here's the thing when it comes to Tampa, though. All they have to do is not play the Saints, and then they're going to exactly. be able to win. You have to hope the yes. Saints blow in round one. Exactly. So you have to That's be like. That's what they're going to do. New Orleans blows an all. Or they go up against right. Seattle, let's say. Exactly. Yes. As See, of right now, it'd be Seattle. You and I have already thought about this because Seattle would be the team that would make that upset happen in the first round, but yeah. then they wouldn't be able to carry it over to the next game. Exactly. Yes. That's what would have to happen. And then oh now God. the door is open for the Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. And, oh, my God. And New Orleans has blown the first round. They're pretty good at that. Oh, my God. We are predicting this. Oh, I, would, I just I I really like New Orleans though, aside from Drew Brees. And Brees has gotten better. Yeah, but he's Matt, pumped some air in the needle. He has a collapsed lung. This We're he needs no no. Brees needs his midseason fiesta. He this needs isn't this. a midseason fiesta. It's a little nap. 
What? He's going to take a little There's nap. There's no nap in there. He doesn't need to play the next four weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He doesn't yeah, need yeah, to. Yeah. But I wouldn't play him. What if they don't bring him back? What if James is like 15 touchdowns, one interception? I want that. I want that too. But he's not going to do it. Yeah, he he's gonna he can't be himself at all. He can't be himself. He can't. Just be yourself. Be yourself. Don't always be yourself. Um, Atlanta, they're fine. Yeah, I was gonna say, what well, you want to talk about Atlanta? I don't know. Like I, I still like watching. I feel vindicated. So they're three and one since firing Dan Quinn. The one game they lost was when Todd Gurley refused to go down at the one yard line. After he was told they would be four zero um, without him, and then they had you know, the two really stupid losses to Dallas and Chicago. And so I do feel vindicated about saying. Atlanta was good, and they'll be a playoff team. Um, the Atlanta Falcons just were the Atlanta Falcons, though, and blew it. I have nothing to say about the Atlanta Falcons because, like what I was saying going into this season. I really like a Luacon. You like a Luacon? No, I don't like. I really like a Luacon. This, you were wrong. Taylor was right. Just say it. You're right. I'm wrong. That's all but I, I, I feel. That's why I want to talk about this game. That's I feel it. better about my decision, though. But what decision? Saying they're going to make the playoffs. They weren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah, but they had some bad things happen to them. They made Maybe a lot they had of mistakes. some bad things happen. You know, Dan Quinn and blowing blowing big it's, leads like they did. It's not bad. That's three wins. Matt. That's Matt, three. You know what? Come on, man. They blew a two-possession lead against Nick Foles. Listen, they went up against the Dallas Cowboys. It Nick happens. Foles, Nick Foles pooped his pants. <laughs> he pooped his pants. He pulled the Paul Pierce? Yes. Yes, go get the wheelchair. He pooped his pants. Maybe. And that's who they lost to. Um, I don't know. I really don't have anything else at all about this I don't this have team. anything else about I this like game. Marcus I just want to talk about this because these are your teams, which is why I just want to rub it in your face. Yeah, I like Marcus Davenport a lot. I like no, David Onyemata. Um, Damari Davis is so much fun. He can do everything. I like his little like sleeve he wears, too. Oh, you know what the other guy, too, I really like now is Garner Johnson, the slot. He's been awesome. What? That's the guy who fought Michael Thomas and then got the guy to fight him in Chicago. Oh. Like, as a player, though, he's been a badass Yeah, this I know, year. but he's a douchebag. That's fine. He's been awesome. Uh, and then Deontay Harris. I love Deontay Harris. I just really like the Saints now. It just kind of came over me this week. No, you... I really no, do. I'm not talking to you. I'm I not really doing do this because like I'm not doing this then. I really do All right, like you need him. to find somebody else. We're done. <laughs> All right, I'm not even playing with you. I'm not doing this. I, I have to listen heart. to too many Saints fans. No, you I'm won't. even doing my like my fingers right. It's Saints fans because there's... I'm, I'm done. I'm not doing this. I like them kind of now. No. I'm sorry. I like Dude, them. Dude, I'm going home. All right, well, this is a Saints podcast now. I'm going to do this whole podcast by myself. Now. Fine. If you do a Saints podcast, then go ahead. And I'll like talk another voice and you'll be Taylor. And so you think Kamara's the best running back, by the way? Because we got to talk yeah, about yeah. Kamara. He's here. the offensive player of the year. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I'm not even going to argue. You can't tackle him. Because no matter what he does, you're just, why don't you just give him the ball every time? Is it because it's unfair? Even if he loses. Is lo- that why you don't do it? He had that run against New Orleans where he broke five tackles to lose two yards. What's the, it's the Bo Jackson game. That's what he is. Yeah. It's just, no matter what, if you, you just know, give him the ball, or you Or kind of like Chris Johnson, back. maybe, but not as fast, but more elusive. Not as fast because, like what you said, nobody can tackle him. He yeah, doesn't need silly. to be. Because in the off season, he pulls eighteen wheelers on purpose with his nipples. With his nipples. Yeah, that's how you get strong. I uh, so who do you have the, for this game? The Saints are five point favorites. We don't know who the quarterback is yet. I have the New Orleans Saints. I have them at a calm thirty-five. I have the. Are they visiting team at this point? Uh, they're home. All right. Wait, New Orleans are? Yes. All right, so I have the visiting team then 
25. That's fine. I got Maybe. New Orleans, too. I don't know what Atlanta's going to do. Who cares about Atlanta? I got New Orleans, They blew also. up in your face. <laughs> I, still, I still like watching Atlanta, though. No, you don't. You don't like Zaccheaus? Zachy- no. I like Alucon a lot. No, you don't. I like Ray Jair a lot. You don't Kayla like McGarry this. and Chris Lidstrom. Those are my guys, dude. No, these aren't your <laughs> They're aren't my your guys. guys. The Washington team was supposed to be your team. Woo-hoo. That faded really fast. <laughs> I've been kind of slutty this year. You are the biggest whore the I've one, ever met. Well, you see Justin Herbert's haircut. Let me check. Oh, I'll show you after the you podcast. You gotta show me now. And then Josh Allen was fun last week, which is really the only thing that matters. Yeah, you don't even like him. You're cheating. I'm just trying to feel. You brought the, up your other boy before you mentioned him. Uh, that is a problem. Yeah. Uh huh. All right. So who's your Always. upset pick for this week? Upset pick? I already told you it's Dallas. You're gonna just pick Dallas for your upset? Yeah. Do me down for uh, double it. I'm doing double or nothing for this Dallas game. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really tempted to go to the Jets. What? They're eight, they're, and a, they're eight and a half point underdogs since the Chargers. The Chargers can't beat a team by more than one, one score. It's impossible for yeah, them. Even the Jets try to lose, man. They really make phone calls saying, Joe, we need you to throw an interception. Hmm. Hey, Joe, if you make another open throw, you're You know fine. the Rams are the best run offense in football this year by DVOA? Which is weird. It is weird. All right, because it doesn't seem like I, it. It doesn't feel right. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like it overall whenever you watch them, and especially when you watch, like, Cleveland and teams like that. Yeah. I don't feel good about it. Um, Man, I hate the Browns. I really do. Why? <sighs> I'm going to take Green Bay against Indy. The Colts are one half point favorites at home. That is an upset pick. I want to make sure that we're we're on the same page. That's an upset pick, huh? Yeah. That's an upset pick. You're picking the underdog. They're if the that underdog switches that game. on game day, then it doesn't count. I no, we're locked you know in. That. We're locked in. No, no, no. If that switches on game day, it doesn't Do you want to take the Colts? I mean, do you want to take the Packers? I'm taking the Packers. Right, I'm well, saying if that switches on game day, if you rem- if you remember, it switches on game day. Counts it's true. <laughs> um, so that's our show for tonight. We're back on probably Monday night. Uh, we have a super secret, super cool guest on the podcast for Monday to talk about the Texans Patriots game and, of course, like all the weird stuff going on with the Houston Texans. Until next time, I'm Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Bell Red Radio, and thank you for being on tonight, Taylor. Who let the dogs out?